This is the day that we have made. Whatever comes, I won't complain. For all my hope is in your name. And now your joy awaits my praise. Come on. I give thanks for all you have done. And I will sing of your mercy. Set my feet on higher ground. So here I stand. You are my God. His faithfulness, my solid rock. seconds to give God praise this morning. We love you, Jesus. God, we thank you that you're here today in this place. Lord, we lift our hands and we just give you everything this morning. God, we thank you for all that you've given us. God, and today we just want to give it back. Sing praises. 
Come on, our God is good, amen? He's so good, he's so good. Oh my goodness. Ah, I love this first, first Sunday of the month. We always do communion together. The only thing I don't like about that is that you can get religious about it. It's just something you do at the first week of the month. But more importantly, God, Jesus says to his disciples, as often as you can, do this in remembrance of me. There's so much power in remembering what Jesus did for each of us. Amen. So much power in in his body and in his blood. In Luke 22, verse 19, it says, he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces, giving it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 20, after supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement. Come on, somebody say agreement. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. God made an agreement that all of us get to live by, that we can be free from now into eternity. Amen? And that sacrifice was worth being made because he loves each and every one of us. And so I'm so grateful that we get to sit at the beginning of the month, one one day a month. I mean, I feel like we should do this almost every Sunday just to remember. I feel like you should do it during the week with your kids at your kitchen table taking communion together, remembering what Jesus did. If you had a bad day at work, take communion and remember what Jesus did. If you got a bad diagnosis or you got some news from the doctor, take, take communion and remember what Jesus did because the, it's a promise from God that we will never be forsaken. It's a promise from God that freedom is always just right there. Amen? So as we get into this next song and worship, when you take a moment just get your heart right with the Lord remember this isn't just a religious thing we're doing on a Sunday morning this was him remembering him and what he did for us what he did for you what he did for me amen All right, let's partake Is yours 
aside all distractions right now we just focus on you Jesus we love you Jesus so good. He's here today. He's above your circumstance. He's above your week this past week. You know, the Bible says that our praise is a weapon. It says in Psalms 8-2 that God has given us strength. Other translations say uh, that strength is praise. And it says after that, that he gave us that praise to silence the enemy. It says to silence the foe and the avenger. That's crazy. I know you probably didn't feel it this week. I know it's been a hard week. I know it has for me. But this moment right here is probably the most important moment you can have this week, if you haven't already, because it's just you and him. It's just you and God. So can we just take another 30 seconds, maybe a minute? Can you just close your eyes? I know it's not perfect, but God is, and he's here. So just open your arms out, receive from him, receive his peace. Father, we thank you for your peace right now. God, we thank you that you're here today. God, we thank you that your word says you store every tear in a bottle, God. You store every hardship, Lord. Everything that we had to deal with this week, we thank you that you stored it, God, in your book. God, that you keep track of every sorrow. But Lord, we thank you it's not over there. We thank you, God, that you turn our tears into joy. We thank you for a harvest of joy. God, we thank you for a harvest of peace. So, Father, we give you our worship today. We give you our praise. We thank you that you're here today. One more time, could we just sing the praise is yours in honor of King Jesus? When the praise is yours. Come on, you sing. You're the one we found Reigning over us As we lift you up You will reign forevermore One more time, everything you got And the praise is yours And the praise is yours You're the one Good morning, Living Stones. We're so glad to have you with us today. Would you say hi to a few faces? Tell them it's good to see them. We're so glad to have you this morning. 
Good. Oh, there we are. Good morning. Nice and loud. Okay, there we go. Coming in loud and strong for the Lord, right? Good. Well, good morning, you guys. We are so happy that you guys are here. Um, thank you to those of you that are joining us online. My name is Sarah. My name is AJ. Hi. Um, Hello. <laughs> and so we just want to, again, thank you guys for being here in person, online, all of that stuff. And so we are going to go ahead and continue with our worship with our tithes and offerings this morning. And I think AJ has a verse for us. Yeah, I just want to share something God has been weighing on my heart this week. We're, we have a, a battleful week in prayer, right? There's, there's things that are coming against us all through. Because uh, there's, there's things like Rudy coming up. There's the big search coming up. There's things that we have tasks to do. Build this church. Uh, go out in the world and spread his name, right? And the enemy doesn't like that when we step on that. But you know what? We could praise him. Worship is about praising him. About saying, thank you, Jesus, for that adversity you put me through. But you're bigger than my own situation. I need Red Sea right now to part the Red Sea so I can't do it on my own. You, you, you are my life, right? And so I want to share this verse because we can give thanks. Because you guys say, thank you, Jesus. No, one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, good. And so it's Corinthians 3, 17. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representation of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to, to good to the to good the Father, right? Well, God the Father. Sorry. Give us God. I'll do it again. Yeah, let's try that one more time. And okay. Whatever you do or say, do it as representative ah, representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. Through him to God the Father. Amen. All right, good. Amen. So I just want to say that uh, our time, our talents, our our, uh, our abilities, our gifts, we got to give it to him, right? And uh, our finances, everything we do is for him. And just uh, just pray with me right now. Give it to the Father, right? Give it to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for today. Thank you for the abilities you give us, not our own abilities, Lord. Thank you for the talents and gifts you give us, Lord. Everybody's individually made and perfect. Let us give our, our uh, what you give us each, Lord. Maybe a penny, maybe nothing. Maybe our talents, our gifts. Maybe everything we have in our savings account. If someone does that, right? But it's all for you, not for us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And there's um, multiple ways to give. So you can give online at the Church Center app, at livingstones.tv, in the Bible app, in person. Obviously, the offering buckets go around. So lots of ways to um, be able to give. And if you don't get a chance, there's a give box in the very back that you can put your tights into as well. So um, we just know that God's going to bless you for being obedient and following his word. So good. Um, so welcome to our VIP guests. If there's any first-time guests, we are so excited to have you here today. Um, and we have our very own lovely uh, Miss Sunny that is working our guest service table in the back. So this is her first time doing it. So she, you know, came and she was ready to go. So um, you can stop by back there and see her and she'll get you everything that you need to get connected. Yeah, follow us on, uh, stay connected throughout the week. You can follow us on uh, livingstones.tv or Facebook or Instagram. We're on there all the time. We do a good job. Uh, Danny puts posts out there on Instagram. And I was going to say, we can't take any credit no, for that because we do not do any of that stuff. That she is all Danny. Yeah, she scheduled yeah. way ahead of time, but stay connected. Things come yeah. out there and we have to be unified in social media, right? So. Okay, where are you, at? A little bit louder. That was weak. Okay, oh, whoops, Matt. Okay, go ahead. Where are you, at? Yeah. Woo! Oh, look, they even come from behind the curtains, too. Good. So um, we have youth this Tuesday at 7 p.m. All the details are in the Church Center app. And then um, also something super excited going on for youth is we have summer camp coming up. 
Anybody ever go to summer camp as a kid? Yeah? No? Some? Yeah? Yeah? Some? Okay, good. So summer camp is awesome, and you want to get your, your youth there because they are going to have life-changing experiences when they get to go to, to the summer camp. Um, so the details, again, are in the Church Center app. Registration is $50. That's all it costs to hold your spot and to get a spot for your youth. And if you feel youthful, unfortunately, it is not a thing for you, so you can be youthful somewhere else. But this is just for our youth, middle school and high school. Um, and then that $50 deposit is due by February 3rd. 13th is what I meant to say. 13th. Thank you, Sunny. All right, we got Fight Club coming up this Thursday, right? Who likes Fight Club? Ready? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, at 6.30 Thursday. Details are a church center app. So if you're not connected with church center app, learn how to get there and get plugged in because we're always sharing. We got prayer going on. We got things going on in our lives that we talk about. And, and we're, we talk only in there because at Fight Club, we don't talk about Fight Club. We keep it between each other, right? So and God. What happens at Fight Club stays, stays at Fight, Fight Club, Club, apparently. So, good. Um, and we had sisterhood last week. Where are my ladies at? See, there. I feel like the ladies are kind of showing up the men and the, like, barking thing and the, yeah. But next time you'll have to do it a little better, guys. Okay. Um, so sisterhood is the first and third Thursday. So there are ways for the women to get connected as well. Just not this week. Um, okay, so we have our Living Stones kids team meeting after church service. And... When we say directly after church service, we know that we have to tear this whole place down and then be able to drive over to the pastor's house and all of that stuff. But there are these beautiful blue cards in the back that Miss Cindy has back there. And it has all the details with Pastor Justin and Pastor Chelsea's house. And it is for anybody that is serving in the kids' ministry, interested in serving in the kids' ministry, have children in the kids' ministry, anything to do with kids' ministry, we would love to have you guys there. And so sir, uh, flyers are available back there. Yeah, get involved. I'm trying to point. I'm like... Yeah, she, she skipped the step, though. She's talking to somebody. Well, yeah. yeah, I know, because I wanted okay. to put all of you the stuff together. It just so seemed to flow better. You know, I talk about sharing talents and gifts and, and what you could do, right? We all could do things, right? And we could sweep, clean. We could do anything for Jesus, right? So get involved, right? Be part of a group. Be part of a team. Get involved in, in uh, men's and women's, right? Get connected. Because if you don't stay connected, we're about the body. The church is not... We, we gather on Sundays, but we do life together. That's what church is about, to share the needs of others and also lift each other up when times are in need, right? So make sure you get connected, right? Yeah. Get connected. And then um, we have Ruta groups that are happening as well, and this is my first time in the Ruta groups and literally life-changing. So if you didn't get a chance to do it this time, I highly recommend that you do it next time. And our last announcement is that next weekend, we have a very special guest that is going to be joining yeah. us. And that is um, actually speaking, not just joining us at service, but speaking. And that is Pastor James yeah. Franz. Does anybody know James Franz? A few people? James Franz, sorry. Franz. Um, so he is going to be here preaching next weekend, and that is on Sunday, February 13th. So we're super excited to have him in the house and get to um, have an amazing word from him. So... All of this and more is in the Church Center app, so if you don't have that Church Center app, then make sure that you get it. And without further ado, we are going to turn it over to our amazing Pastor Justin. Put your hands together for him. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Are you excited? Tell I need to know you're excited. I'm not going to start until we're excited. All right. The rest of you get out. Just kidding, just kidding. Tell your neighbor, man, you're awesome. Man, you're awesome. 
Got some awesome neighbors in here today. Got some amazing people. Super excited. It's going to be a good day. Oh my goodness, got lots of people online. Got some people with their paper Bibles today. Who's got their paper Bible people? Where are my paper Bible people at? Where are they at? Oh, we got three, four, five, six. There they are. Oh goodness. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. Embroidered and everything. Come on. We got some electronic Bible people. We got some sinners. I, I mean, iPhone users. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're all sinners saved by grace. That's right. Amen. Awesome. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. We're going to hang out there today, and I'm going to get a little bit excited and have some fun. Um, the people that are online, Jared says hello to Tristan and the uh, Livingston boys. So glad you're here, Tristan. Love you, man. Awesome. Tristan's a part of the family. He's, uh, he's, um, he, he goes and protects our country, so he's visiting. And so, yeah, that's right. Give a shout for that. For all of our military people, love that. Come on. So, so good. Todd and, and Yvonne Rounds, you're on watching online. Love you. Lynette Lawson, Dorothy Faraganin, my goodness. Jason Buchanan, when I saw your name pop up, dude, it just brought tears to my eyes. Ruben Chino, glad you're always on here, bro. You're awesome. Michelle Anderson, love and miss you. Milton Goad, Paul, love you, man. That guy, I have a story. That guy gave me a motorcycle a long time ago, which is pretty cool. Uh, Lori Minoski, glad you're watching, love you. Oh my gosh, we've got so many cool people. Yeah, and Taylor Lawson is excited. That's right, come on, so good. So fire it up, it's gonna be a good day. Some, tell somebody it's gonna be a good day. Oh my goodness, can I tell you something? Like, I, 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 I'm, af- I'm afraid to go to the gym sometimes. Are, are you with me? Any, who, who, has a, who has a legitimate gym fear? I don't even have friends named Jim anymore because it just makes me nervous. Are you with me? Right? Um, my beautiful bride, though, she's gotten on this gym kick, and she's there five days a week. Can you believe that? Five days a week. And I'm sleeping when she leaves, usually, usually. And so I went with her on Friday, and she was smiling the whole time, lifting and enjoy- just enjoying my company being there at the gym. And, and she says, are you having a good time? And I said, no. No, I'm not. And today, like, who knows, if, you, if you've ever worked out, it's like two days later, you are the sorest you could possibly be, right? It's like, before you go to the gym, you got to stretch so that you're less sore at the end, right? And then even when you're done at the end, you got to stretch again so that your muscles don't hurt. Is anybody, like, your muscles hurting just thinking about it? Right? Yeah. Yeah, those are my people. For those of you that are like, what? That's like a normal everyday thing. Twice a day, three times a day. You know, it's what we do. There's another church down the road that they, they invite people like you. But, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm glad we have buff people here that put this whole church together and do it all together. But somebody say the word stretch. Today's message is titled The Stretch because we all need a little bit of a stretch, don't we? Oh, my gosh. You can follow along in the Bible app. Uh, for those of you, I know that your phones don't work in here a lot of the times. If you'd like to get on to the school Wi-Fi, um, you go to the, the MVUSD guest, and then the username is MVUSD, password is that twice, MVUSD, MVUSD. Got it? That way you can get onto that Wi-Fi and be able to follow along in the Bible app. It's very helpful, very helpful. Awesome. Oh, you know what? Let's pray before we get into the Word. Father God, I just thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that you're so good, that you love us so much. 
God, I thank you that you, you gave us your word so that we can go back to your word if we forget who you are, if we forget how to live our life, if, if we're discouraged, if, if we need some encouragement, God, we, we know we can go straight to your word and there you are to speak to us and show us what's next. So God, we give you every right to travel into the deepest, darkest parts of our hearts today. Speak to us, change us from the inside out so that we can experience you to the fullest. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Who's in Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 25? Starting in verse 25, you might have to flip a couple pages. Ah, a woman in the crowd. Come on, somebody say a woman in the crowd. A woman in the crowd. I see a few women in the crowd. Come on, give me a shout if you're a woman in the crowd. Yeah, we got a few women in the crowd. Shout if you're a man in the crowd. Yep, you're right, Sarah. We need to work on that. It's all right. You know, come to men's group. You become a man. It's amazing. Your voice lowers. You start growing facial hair. It's incredible. Yeah, there you go. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. Verse 26. She had suffered a great deal from many many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Verse 27. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him. Come on, here we go. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Ooh, who's excited for the message this morning? Come on, come on, there's just got to be a stretch. You know, as I was writing this message, I was thinking of the great theologian um, that was, it was Dumb and Dumber. Anybody watched that movie, Dumb and Dumber? Great theologians, um, absolutely. Most annoying sound in the world. Does anybody know it? Oh, we don't, we don't know. There we go. Who's embarrassed to make the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, but one of the scenes in that movie I thought about when I saw, when I was reading this scripture, was, was when Jim Carrey's character is, is talking to this girl that he really likes. And, and he's, he's saying, so tell me. Is there a chance? Do I have a chance? She's like, just tell me, is it like one in a hundred? And she says, it's more like one in a million. And he goes, oh, so you're saying there's a chance, right? Is anybody with me? I'm, I'm looking at this woman, and she's walking, going through 12 years of seeing doctor after doctor, getting bad news after bad news. Nothing's working out. And she hears about Jesus. And she's saying, so, so you're saying there's a chance? So you say there's an opportunity. You mean I could be healed? This man who heals people everywhere he goes. Come on, somebody say, so, there's, so you're saying there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance, one in a million. Come on, who, who likes uh, Dumb and Dumber being quoted in church? Yeah, that's how you know it's going to be a good day. Matthew 19, verse 26 says, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, Come on, somebody say, humanly speaking, it is impossible. Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But, oh gosh, I love when but is in the Bible. Does anybody love when but is in the Bible? Oh, when, I love when Jesus puts his butt in the middle of your circumstances. Because here it comes right here. Oh my goodness, hard crowd today. But with God, everything is possible. Everything is possible. Everything's is possible. So you're saying there's a chance. 
There's a chance that I could be healed. There's a chance my life could change. How many of you are in here just going, I hope there's a chance. I just hope there's a chance that my life can really be changed. I'm hoping there's a chance that my life can really get on the right track. Is anybody with me? You know, I, I, I think that every time I go to the gym. I hope there's a chance I can look like that guy and only come once a week. You know, you know what I'm saying? No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. But you're hoping there's a chance. Here's, here's point number one for my note takers. We have some note takers this morning. Here's point number one. With God, there is always a possibility. Come on. With God, there is always a possibility. Now, here's the thing. There might be a need for a stretch. There might be a need for a stretch. There might be a need for a stretch. If you want to experience your new norm, the new norm that God has planned, that he says is possible for your life, you might actually have to stretch for it. Come on. Is anybody with me? You might have to push for it. It might require a stretching of your faith. Oh, my goodness. The more I preach this kind of stuff, the more I see people leave the church because it scares them. It scares them. You know what? I could just stand up here and tell you how, God, how good God is and how much he loves you and how much he, he'll meet you right where you are. But can I be honest with you? He doesn't meet you right where you are just so you can stay right where you are. Are you with me? He meets you right where you are because he knows that you're meant for more. He knows that if you'll stretch your faith, you'll see so much more than you could possibly imagine. I love our God so much because he doesn't leave us in mediocrity. He doesn't leave us with the same diagnosis that the doctors gave her for 12 years. You're not going to make it. Thank, and you can pay me for letting, me know, letting you know that. Right? She's, she just got broker and and broker right she got broker financially she got broker physically she just got broke broke in every way some of us came in here broke today can anybody admit that did we come into church broke today are you watching online broken today i just believe that there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff right now even this morning i got a text from a friend that said that another friend's wife passed away this morning Oh my goodness gracious. On Friday, we celebrated one of my best friend's birthday that passed away this summer. He had the same birthday as his son, Tony Jr. And so they, they got to mourn and celebrate on the same day. Some of us came in here broken, but I believe that we're going to stretch to something greater today. Are you ready? Are you ready? I hope you're ready. I hope you stretched before you came in here. I hope you started going, God, I'm believing for a word today. Did anybody come expecting a word today? Verse 29, Mark 5, 29 says, Immediately, somebody say immediately. Immediately the bleeding stopped. And she could feel her body, feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Verse 30, Jesus realized at once that the healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? Verse 31, his disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? Come on, this is like me and my kids in the back seat, right? He touched me, he touched me. He's, he won't leave me alone. Oh, he's, he's trying to grab my toy. Of course he is. He's sitting like two feet from you, right? The disciples are saying to Jesus, why would you even ask that? 
Everyone's touching you. Right? This is a different kind of touch. This is a different kind of touch. You see, we gotta we gotta realize what's happening here. I, I need I need two bigger gentlemen to come up here with me. Can I get two volunteers? Two bigger gentlemen. And you. And you, Tristan. Two. I, you get up here. We can pretend you're big for a day. Come on. Yeah, get up here. Get up here. I, you'll, you'll be my third person. I need, I need one more big person. I, I'm really glad at, at all of your self-images that you're like, well, I'm not that big, you know, whatever. <sighs> Perfect. Even better. Even better. You know, I'll have my fourth person back here. So I'm going to have two, two of you stand shoulder to shoulder. I'm going to have you stand right here shoulder to shoulder with this guy. You're going to stand right there, and then Jesse, come back here with me. Okay. We'll figure this out. This is like Marine Corps math. So, all right. So I'm going to have you stand shoulder to shoulder looking that way. You two standing right here looking that way. You standing in front of them right there and turn around. Yep. Point yourself that way. Is this awkward for you guys? A little bit? Are you wondering what's going to happen to you? What's happening behind you? This is what the Marine Corps is like, okay? Anyway. And Jesse and I, we're going. Now, if we're trying, we're believing. So you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance that I could be healed. And so this woman walks through the crowd. First of all, in, in Jewish culture, when you have a disease like that, when you're, when you're bleeding out for 12 years straight, you are not allowed to be around other human beings. You have to sit outside the city. You have to sit out there and beg for money and ask for someone to help you. You're not allowed to come in. But this woman, she's like, you're saying there's a chance. Now, you've got to understand, when there's this chance, she walks up. Ready, Jesse? We're, we're going we're gonna to get healed today because we're going to reach through. We're going we're gonna to stretch because if I could just touch his garment, if I, could, if I could just get through this crowd, press through here, if I could just get it, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, my life can be changed. Most of us are waiting and sitting and going, when's Jesus going to come? I'm just waiting. You know, I'm just going to hang out right here until Jesus does something. I'm waiting for a sign. How many we got waiting for a sign? Hello. Waiting for a sign. Lord, what do you want me to do? He, he told you go 10 years ago, but you're still sitting. I just, I'm just waiting for a little more direction than go, God. You know, like that, that first part's great, but I'm still waiting for MapQuest to print out for me, you know. Yeah, some of you are old enough to know what that is. Others are like, what's MapQuest? Is it like Siri? Do they talk to you? Like, what happens? Some of us are sitting there waiting, but God's waiting for you to press through. You see, these guys might all be up on Jesus. Everybody's touching Jesus, getting around Jesus. But you know what? When you want something, when you need something from God, you might have to stretch for it. You might have to get uncomfortable. Listen, you might even have people telling, hey, aren't you that one lady that, that has that problem, that, those issues? You're not supposed to get near all these people. Get back to the edge of town. And you've got to be able to push those people out of the way because you've got to stretch for what Jesus has for you. Is anybody with me? Because I wanted you to see this visual because I just believe there's some stuff standing between you and your breakthrough. And you're sitting there thinking, well, when is God going to part the waters? These guys are, I pick big guys, they're heavy, right? <laughs> When's God going to part the waters so I can get to my breakthrough? When is this going to happen? I mean, we should be hanging out breakthrough-wise, like I'm just hanging out with Jesus. Everything's good. Oh my goodness. Hey, yippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. My, oh my, it's a wonderful day, Right? That should be my experience looking for God, right? But many of us find ourselves back here 
completely closed off, being pushed back by other people, things that say that you can't get to where you need to go. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to make it. There's a stretch that has to happen, right? We might have to tackle the enemy. He's like, oh gosh, this is going to happen. No, I'm not going to tackle him. I'm not going to tackle him today. I don't have insurance for that. But sometimes you got to press through. Sometimes you got to get through that stuff and press through the crowd just to get that miracle, just to get there, just to an inkling going, but you're saying there's a chance. God, you're saying there's a chance for me to make it. You're saying that you have a word for me. Come on. I hope that when, when stuff goes wrong on Saturday night, you stop getting surprised and thinking, well, maybe we just won't go to church tomorrow. Because as soon as that thing happens is the day you needed to be here. It's the day you needed to get your word. It's the day that you needed to come early. You know what? When next time when something happens, you're like, no, listen, I'm going to show up early. I'd love to see like 10 or 20 people sitting out there praying at 7 o'clock in the morning, waiting for the gates to open. When can I get a, a glimpse of what Jesus is going to do today? I need to be a part of every piece of it. Are you with me? Sometimes we got to stretch through to get to Jesus. Stretch through the obstacles and get that miracle that God has for us. Oh my goodness, the worst thing that could happen is you just get in here and he says, hey, you're not allowed here. You can't come. Well, at least I tried. I mean, I, this, is, this is where I belong. This, the, all these things that have happened to me so many times in so many years. I guess I'm just supposed to sit here on the sidelines, wait and beg for some, somebody's scraps. But no, you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. If Jesus can be for me, who can be against me? You're saying there's a chance. You mean, you mean I don't have to listen to somebody who tells me I can't come, that I won't make it? Are you with me? No. You know what? These, these people trying to get in my, these things. No, you know what? Forget it. I'm getting my miracle today because I know who my God is. I know who he is. He can touch my life. Listen, if I touch him, my life changes forever. A new norm. A new norm completely. I don't have to live like this anymore. You can't hold me back because if you hold me back, I gotta get my miracle. I gotta touch Jesus. I gotta get there. How many of you are that hungry? That hungry for a touch from God? That hungry for a word from the Lord? If you're that hungry, nothing's gonna hold you back. Nothing's gonna hold you back. You guys can sit down. Great job. Great job. Good job. Nothing's going to hold you back. Mm. You know what I also I love about this story? It was not Jesus' intention to heal this woman. He was called by Jairus because his daughter was sick and going to die. So he was on his way to go and help his daughter, help her get healed. And on the way, she touched his garment. She just believed, if I could just touch his garment. I don't need him to come and talk to me. I don't need him to come and tell me how awesome I am, that I was never meant to be sitting here and having these issues. I just need a glimpse of Jesus. I'm not deserving of his attention. I just, if I could just touch him, I'll be healed. Come on, I'm, I'm praying that there's a hunger being stirred up in the church right now. 
a hunger that's stirred up in your soul right now. Because some of you feel like Jesus is just walking by you. You've been waiting for a miracle. Oh, here he comes. Hey, I'm, I'm, right, in the, I'm right in the path where he's going to go. He's got to walk right past me. Of course he's going to stop and say, my daughter, why are you still here? This is not what you're supposed to be. I'm just waiting for someone else to encourage me. Tell me I'm going to make it. She didn't wait for that. She could have just stood in the road, hoped that he would notice her, and if he didn't, well, I guess it wasn't for me. Come on, come on. What was that? I don't know what that was. I heard something. Yeah, it sounded like a goat. That's awesome. Some, if they, you know what? The rocks will cry out, so will the goats. They'll shout an amen for you. Matthew 20, verse 29. It says, Now as they went out to Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Verse 31. When the multitude warned them, Warn them that they should be quiet. Come on, how many, but how many people are trying to shut your faith up? You almost don't want to tell anybody when you want to believe for something again. Because what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't happen? Oh, they're just going to make fun of me. They're going to tell me I was silly in the first place. Are you with me? Have mercy on us, O son of David. And they, when they were told to be quiet, but they cried out all the more. Come on. All the more. Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. This is my shot. I can't be quiet when this is my shot. This is my moment. If I could just get a word from the Lord, I'll have vision in my life again. Come on. So many of us are sitting in those seasons in our life. We're spiritually blind. Waiting for, for, for something to just come along and drop in our laps. When we're supposed to be reaching and stretching our faith for what God has for us next. Are you with me? I believe, listen, I believe that we will be a very, very influential church in this area. I believe, I believe that we will see thousands upon thousands of people come to know Jesus through this church. I believe. Now, can I tell you something? I've had a lot of people who are sitting in the chairs going, I'm not so sure, Pastor. I want to believe with you, but that church is, that, that, that chair next to me is still empty. I just don't know. All oh, the volunteers are, are going backwards. All oh, this COVID thing has really pushed people away from church because, you know, COVID only goes to church, doesn't go to the gym or, you know, you know all these other places. Come on. Come on. It's like the best excuse. You just, I just hold this card in my, my pocket. Oh, I couldn't make it to church because of might get COVID. Might. Come on. I mean, maybe we, maybe we have people wear masks till they sit down. That'll make it better, right? Goodness gracious. No, listen. You've got to press into what God has for you. Going, you know what? Despite the norm. Despite the things around me. Listen, giving in to your sin... Your sinful nature. Do I have any sinners in here? Anybody commit a sin this last week? Come on. Is anybody like me? A sinner? Messes up? Selfish? Are you with me? Right? When, when you're supposed to respond like a good Christian person and you don't respond quite like a good Christian person? 
Are you with me? You're regretting that you put the church sticker on the back of your car. Right? You're like, oh, I'm not being a good representation. They're never going to come to church now, right? Listen. Put the, put the sticker on your car. Because you know what? Broken people come to this church. Maybe that's what the sticker should say. Broken people come to our church. Stop judging. I just said you're number one, bro. That's all I said. Right? No. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet, but they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion. Somebody say compassion. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Listen, are we crying out in a way, are we hungry in a way that creates compassion in the heart of Jesus? That they want this so bad. They want a a, a word from me so bad. They want a, a touch from me so bad that they won't stop. They won't stop pushing through the crowd. They won't stop shouting and and getting into it. They won't stop. They want so bad to have an encounter with God that they just won't stop. And so he goes, oh, that's the heart I want. That's what I see. That's the person I want to touch. you got to see both of these situations. He was on his way somewhere else. That was not on his radar. You know how to get on God's radar? Stretch. Stretch, stretch, stretch out for that new relationship. Stretch out for that new belief to believe that the Lord can come through. Stretch out knowing that God will get you through that situation. Are you with me? It takes a stretch. Number, number two are for my note takers. We have some note takers still? Come on. Who's still fired up this morning? There you go. There you go. I want to make sure they hear us across the street. They need to know that there's a church that's alive over there, not another crusty church. We don't need another one of those. Come on. Come on. We don't need another one of those. Point number two, I will stretch my faith toward God. I will stretch my faith toward God. I will stretch my faith toward God. Verse 32 says, but he kept on looking around to see who had done it. I love this. The woman touched him. and He's like, who touched me? And she's like, oh, crud, he knows. He knows. I knew, I, oh, he's probably going to rebuke me. He's probably going to tell me that I, I did the wrong thing. I'm supposed to be on the outside of the road just like everyone else tells me. See, oh, I never should have done it. How many of you, when you take that first step of faith toward God, and all of a sudden you're just going, you're embarrassed, wondering, oh, should I have done this? Is this where I should be? Is everyone going to make fun of me? I knew I was going to get hit with a lightning bolt if I went to church. Right? That's why I watch online. Come on. Kevin McCaw, love you, dude. Love serving in the military with you, man. Chris Twist, thanks for being back there and loving on everybody, man. Love you, bro. Come on. They're like, who? Who's that? It's that that beautiful gentleman right there in the orange shirt. I heard you asking. There you go. Come on. Taylor Lawson knows what MapQuest is. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. I know, right? She must have been right on the cusp. The, the map quiz cussed. I can't even say that. Anyway, I will stretch my faith toward God. 
But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Verse 33. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization. Somebody say realization. Trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. Because you've got to understand, to everyone else, this was a sin. For her to touch people was a sin because she was dirty, she was broken. There's only one that you can touch that can take away all your sin. Are you with me? And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, your suffering is over. Our breakthrough, somebody say our breakthrough. Our breakthrough is on the other side of our realization of our stretch. When we stretch out our faith, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to work. We don't know if we're going to get judged or if it's going to send us backwards. I I might get put in jail for for stretching my faith. Are you with me? We don't know what's going to happen. But there's breakthrough on the other side. There's a realization that happens. You start to know how good God is when you stretch toward Him. Does anybody hear me today? I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm talking. I believe the Holy Spirit's talking to you this morning. Because as you stretch toward Him and you wonder, is it going to work or am I going to look silly? Science says that it won't work that way. Are you with me? The government says that it won't work that way. Come on, I've got too many people in my life. My own brain says that it won't work that way. I've tried that before. But stretching toward God. I'm not talking about just stretching towards some some lazadaisical hope that you might have, a wish that you might have. I'm not not saying, you know, fake it till you make it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being real. Does anybody want to be real this morning? Listen, come in here, and if, if you're like, F, yeah, this is an awesome church. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Thank you for leaving the F out of it. But listen, wherever you're at, wherever you start at, you change from the inside out. If we're just trying to mask it and make it look better on the outside, we're missing it completely. Are you with me? But when you change from the inside out, when you start stretching towards God, listen, if I start stretching and going to work out with my wife, I will look different. I will be different. Are you with me? You will be completely different when you start to stretch. You stretch your abilities. You stretch your faith. You stretch what God has for you. All of a sudden, on the other side of your stretch is the breakthrough that you've been looking for. The breakthrough for generations in our family could rest upon our stretch. Come on. You might be the first one in your family to say, I'm going all out for God. All out. No, listen, I know I'm supposed to take care of my bills. I have all these things I'm supposed to do. Listen, when I watched, when I read about how he picked his disciples, he said, drop everything you have and follow me. Most of us would say that's career suicide. Are you with me? But in eternity, who cares about your career? Nobody. They're going to go, you get promoted in the time you were supposed to get promoted? Because I'm not sure if you can make it into heaven unless you got manager in five years. Are you with me? When it comes down to it, who does God say that you are? It might be different than who your boss says that you are. It might be different than who, who your colleagues say that you are. They might think you're crazy and stupid for doing what you do. But if God told you to do it, and you stretch towards what he told you to do, 
even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not the results you wanted right away. Are you with me? As you just keep going towards God. Listen, it doesn't talk about all the things that might have happened to her on the way into the city to go see Jesus. It doesn't talk about all the people who probably tried to talk her out of it. Maybe even the people sitting next to her in the street. Where are you going? The people are about to come and give us money. Where are you going? I heard there's a chance. I heard there's a chance and I can't stay here. I've got to find Jesus. I've got to find this Jesus that can heal people. Oh, it's just one of those people that just wants to get your money. What are you talking about? That's not going to be, that's not real. Come on. That's just a bunch of hoobla. Hello. I've heard it. I've heard it all before. I've had people send me emails and say, hey, you can't, you can't claim that somebody got healed in your church. Why? Jesus did it. I'm not a magician. I'm not, I, I don't have a doctorate degree in anything. I got no reason why they should be healed, but it was a miracle. That's what God does. So when people come in and stretch their faith and believe God for a miracle and they experience it, guess what? I'm going to tell the world. I'm going to tell the world because if they knew what he could do compared to what our minds can get us, come on. According to worldly wisdom, it's impossible. But through God, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. You might be the first one in your family as you stretch and believe, you might be the first one to break that cycle of shame that your family's carried. Oh, we're just a blue-collar family. It's just who we are. It's what we'll always be. Says who? Says who? Says who? It might be a stretch to believe that you will be the first in your family to break that, that, that circle of shame. It might be a stretch to believe that addiction no longer dictates who you are. It might be a stretch to believe that you can be somebody that makes a difference in other people's lives, not just messes your own life up. Come on. It might be a stretch to believe that we can walk into French Valley, start a church, build a church every single Sunday, setting up and tearing down and working hard. But you know what? I believe that every single person out there in those neighborhoods right here deserve to have the love of God poured over them. Oh, I heard so clearly this morning the Holy Spirit was coming and that he's going to pour out a blessing. Come on. And I don't know about you, but I want to be right under the pouring of the blessing. Bring it right here, God. Oh, just, you know what? Where, where's it going to pour out at? I'll be pushing people out of the way. I want to make sure God give it. I want that. I want you to touch me, Lord. Uh, if you're saying there's a chance that I can be the man that you called and created me to be, I know I can't do that on my own. But I know, but through you, all things are possible. All things are possible. Amen? All things are possible. That addiction no longer has to define you as a man or a woman. It might be a stretch to see your miracle come to manifestation. Mm. I know what it's like to be afraid. What if it doesn't work? What if believing God doesn't work? If you've never asked that question, then you've never stepped out in faith. I can guarantee it. Because I've asked that question a lot of times. When God whispers to me and tells me, hey, I want to heal somebody from this specific thing. And I think to myself, well, there's only, what, 70 people in here. What if it's not one of those people? 
And then I've got the cameras now that are watching me all over the place. What if, it, what if I'm just making it up? What if it's not somebody out there in the world watching right now? God's bigger than that. God's bigger than that. He'll speak to you. It might be a stretch. I'm a, I'm a regular human being. Do I have any more regular human beings in here? It might be a stretch to believe that us as regular human beings will come out of these circumstances victorious. That might be a stretch. Most of us are going like, no, I'm guaranteed failure. This is not going to work. Right? Come here. No, you. Yep, come here. Nope. Yep, nope, yep. Yes, you. This one, this one. You, you had your turn. You had your turn. No. Yeah, you're awesome. You're awesome. Love you, man. My friend Crawford. This is my friend Crawford. Anybody love Crawford? Crawford, a few months ago, was on a ventilator. He got COVID. He got COVID while he was serving at church. Oh, that sucks. There goes half the church right there. Oh, I knew it. I knew COVID only goes to church. No, we were, we were serving the kids. We, we, did, we had 250 kids here for VBS. And from that five days of battling the enemy, we had 40 people end up with COVID. Devastated me as a pastor. Blew our church out of the water. We used to have 150 people on a regular weekend, every single weekend. But it hit our church so hard, it scared so many people. And this guy, this guy had the worst of it because he was on a ventilator. I mean, we had six people on oxygen, but he was on a ventilator. And statistics say, if you're on a ventilator, 95% chance you're not going to make it. That's, that's your, your ticket out the door. That's your, you're going to go meet Jesus. Somebody say, there was a chance. There was a chance. When we got word as a church that that happened, that he was on a ventilator, you know what we did? Listen, first of all, I didn't know what it meant for somebody to be on, on a ventilator. I didn't know that the percentages were so high that people would not make it out of it. I didn't know. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Are you with me? Because I got up here and we prayed and we believed that he was going to get off that ventilator and seven days later he did. Seven days later he did. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. You're one in how many? You're a miracle, walking miracle? Scott, how many? 600 million to one because of the disease that the, the, the world has said that he walks with. 600 million to one, he shouldn't be sitting in the chair. He shouldn't be able to talk to me. He shouldn't be able to walk around. He shouldn't be able to work. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Now, now we're just talking about physical things. Listen, some of us are dealing with depression. It's easy to come into church and put a smile on your face and pretend like everything is okay. But you know what? Everything is not okay because when I'm sitting at home, I'm depressed, right? Some of us are sitting in the middle of that going, is there any value to my life? I don't even know if I should breathe anymore. That's one thing that COVID, I think, has done to people that's worse than the actual disease. It's left them in a place of depression. You know how hard it is to get a psychiatrist right now? They're so booked out. They're so packed. The kids and schools and everybody, there's just so many people needing help. But you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. You know, when the world comes in and says, listen, hey, you're on a ventilator, sorry, you're not going to make it. 
When, when the world comes in and says, hey, I'm sorry, that, that, that disease that you have, you're not going to make it. Listen, when, when that voice comes in your head that says it's not worth it, don't even try. Nobody cares. But Jesus. But Jesus. Again, Jesus puts his butt in the middle of my circumstances when it looks impossible. I love, I love the word impossible. Because if you break it up, it says I'm possible. If we can see things through his eyes, if we see the world the way that Jesus sees you, if you saw yourself the way that Jesus sees you, you'd know that you're a walking miracle. It was, it was one week after you got out of the hospital that I saw you not, not roll up like I expected you to be rolling up with your oxygen tank. He walked up. Walked to church. Walked, well, walked into church. Walked from the car. <laughs> into church. I mean, we got to make it over like uphill both ways. It was yeah, snowing. Pretty much. Absolutely. <laughs> but walked into church. I walked around the corner. I saw him right here. And I went, oh my gosh, you're walking. You're here. Because I didn't know that it was silly to pray that he could come out of that. I didn't know that was silly. I got told afterwards by a nurse in our, in our church that came up and said, hey, Pastor Justin, I don't want to like, tear down your belief, or, but I just want you to know like, that's probably not going to happen. Like, that's not how it works. If they go on a ventilator, this is the percentage that they won't make it out. Well, welcome to 5%. A lot of us, especially spiritually, are sitting outside the gates when Jesus is right there. It might be unpopular to stretch. It might be unpopular to believe. But if we were to stretch, what would it happen? What would happen? What could happen? If we stretched our faith and invited somebody to church, what could happen? What could happen? Oh my gosh, what if, what if we told him, hey, I don't know if it'll happen for you, but I see that you're, you're hurting. You should come to church. I, you know, God heals people. Never know if it could happen. I can't guarantee anything. Like, start somewhere. Start somewhere. I'm almost ready to just not have church in the building and just start walking. We'll have church in the parking lot at Stater Brothers or something. And just say, you know what? We're doing it right here. We wanna we're going to believe God at his word. It was almost the worst thing that happened to us was when the church got back in the building. When we were out in the parking lot, stuck out there for a year, people's lives were getting changed. People were getting transformed. Then comfort sets in. Hello, America. Comfort sets in. Oh, comfort's better than stretching. When I told my wife I didn't want to be at the gym, you know why? Because I wanted to be sitting on my couch. <laughs> Do we have honest people here? As I'm pulling that, that lap pull down, dude, I'm so sore I can't even tell you. Chelsea's like, we didn't even work out that muscle. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it hurts. Because comfort sometimes is easier than stretching. At least if I sit on the side of the road on the outside where I know that life sucks, at least I know what it's going to be like. If I go in there, it might be worse. Hmm. It might be better. It might be. So you're saying there's a chance. One in a million. You're saying there's a chance. Aren't we glad 
that God can do miracles? Come on. Come on. Now listen, for those of you that are watching online or sitting right here and you lost a loved one, I'm not downplaying your faith. I'm not downplaying their passing. Listen, I, I, I feel for you. I feel for you. Last year, I lost my dad and my best friend in the same year. My dad at 57 years old and my, my best friend at, at, he was almost 40. I understand what it means to lose. I understand what it means to go, God, where are you? Why didn't you come through for them like you came through for them? I had a family in this church. We were praying for his, for his dad, and his dad died of cancer right in front of us, man. And at the same time, I had a woman come to our church for one time. One time, because she heard from somebody else, hey, this guy got healed. And when, when, when he came to our church, the pastor prayed for him and got healed. And I remember this lady was standing there, and I said, you know, I just feel like somebody's been dealing with, they got this diagnosis with cancer. Who is that? And this lady raised her hand. I said, would you like to be healed from cancer today? And she said, yes, I would. And so we prayed for her. She went back to the doctor, and cancer was gone. God can do it. You're saying there's a chance. Now listen, when she gets healed and she comes to church one time versus a man who comes to this church the whole time and didn't get healed, went to go be home with the Lord. Oh, he was healed on the other side of heaven. You better know that. No more pain, no more of the nonsense. I know most of us, once we get to that side, if we were given the option to come back, we're not going to say yes. And it's not going to be because of what administration is in office at that time. It's not going to matter. It's going to be because we're in the face of Jesus. I get to be with Jesus. Listen, son, you've got another 60 years. You'll be there. Don't worry. But I'm going to enjoy being here with Jesus right now. This is what I live my whole life for. Are you with me? Oh, goodness gracious. How are we doing today? Not bad. Not bad. Still got like an hour and a half. You guys ready? Come on. Thank you. Love you, man. Thanks for being a walking miracle. Come on, give that guy a clap offering. That's just how good our God is. Luke 17, verse 17 says, Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Verse 18, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Verse 19, and Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Here's point number three. The time to stretch is now. The time to stretch is now. Can you say that with me? The time to stretch is now. Right, Melissa Daniels? This time to stretch is now. Cliff Mulat, Mulat family, the time to stretch is now. Bush family, the time to stretch is now. Yeah, Alex Bush, love you, dude. Thanks, I'm glad you got on there. Good morning to you too, my friend. The time to stretch is now. Philippians 2, verse 12 says, Therefore, somebody say therefore. I love when it says therefore in the Bible. You've got to ask yourself, why is it therefore? Yeah, come on. Right? Chelsea's not in here to make sure I don't have too many corny jokes. Verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out. Somebody say work out. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you and will, and to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. As a very sore person right now, the words work out are not my favorite. 
They, they, don't, they don't feel like my friend, that's for sure. But you know what I know? Is that if I keep stretching, and I keep going, and I keep working out my faith, and keep working out what God has for me, then I'll get to see the fullness of what it is. If we knew, if we, didn't, if we sat back, what our life would look like, versus if we stepped out, what our life would look like. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God. Can I tell you, I went through this exercise a, 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 uh, about two and a half years ago, and uh, it was a spiritual exercise. The, the preacher was up there talking, and he said, you know, I want everybody to close your eyes. And you know what? Let's do this together. As we, everybody close your eyes, and I'm going to take you through the same exercise that I had. And I want to see what God tells you. He said, everybody close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, ask God what he wants from you. God, what do you want from me? Give me a word. What do you want from me? The word for me was security. Give me your security. Now, whatever the word God gave you is, now ask God, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does it look like? When I ask God what is giving you my security means, what does that look like? I saw myself standing in the ocean. I was about waist deep in the water, and the waves were hitting me, and I was digging my feet into the sand so that I could withstand the pressure of each wave as it came. And I felt like God said, come out and float with me. And then if I just let go of my footing and come out and float with him, that it wouldn't be so hard, it wouldn't be so difficult if I gave up my security. And here's the third part of the exercise. Ask God if, if you do it, what will happen? What will happen? For me, I said, God, what will happen if I give you my security? And he gave me a vision more vivid than any vision I've ever had in my life. The vision, I was walking up the stairs onto this wood stage and this wood handrail. I could feel all the grains of the wood in the handrail as I walked onto the stage. The lights were so bright, I couldn't see anybody in the crowd. But as I put my hand over my eyes, I could see that there were thousands of people in the crowd. And immediately I opened my eyes and I said, God, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. But he was telling me, if you'll give up your security. At the time, our church was a campus. We were a campus of Centerpoint Church under, under Pastor John Hansen. I love Pastor John. I texted him this morning, told him I was praying for him in Centerpoint. And at the time, we were underneath their budget, which was a little over $2 million. And I knew that I couldn't fail. Because if I messed the whole church up, I'd still be underneath the $2 million budget, no problem. But if I went out on my own, and they offered us to launch our church as its own church, that it would be under its own budget. And I would, whatever money came in is what we had to work with, and they had to figure it out. And I remember being afraid, going, God, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. I just want to love people. I don't want to have to worry about if we can pay the bills or not. And I remember him just saying, if you'll let go of your security, if you'll stop trying to dig your feet into the sand and take each wave as it comes, and you'll just let go and come out and float with me, 
I'll show you what you're called to do. For a lot of us, that's a stretch. For me, that was a stretch. There goes all security. Whatever God's asking you to do today, whatever he showed you that will happen, it's time to stretch our faith. The time to stretch is now. There's a workout ahead. Are you stretching now? Are we really ready to experience the fullness that God has for each of us? That's a real question. Because 10 years from now, you'll either say, I stretched and here's what God did, or I'm still waiting to stretch. Just not sure if it's going to work yet. Just not sure if I heard him right. Listen, when God speaks, he puts his, he puts his stamp of approval right behind it. I never thought we'd be sitting here right now. I never thought we'd have impacted so many people's lives. And you know what? One day, when we walk up those stairs, and I look out into that crowd that I can't see, and I start to see hands go up everywhere saying, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I want my life to be changed and transformed. I can't live regular anymore. When I see thousands of people doing that, I'll remember what God said when it looked scary, when it looked like I wouldn't make it, when it looked like I didn't have what it takes. Just like you. I can't wait to hear your story. I can't wait to hear what God does through you. Oh my goodness, your life is so valuable in the kingdom of God. I wish I, wish I had the stats off the top of my head. But just the, just the fact that you were conceived, as weird as that sounds, don't think about it too hard. Just the fact that you were conceived is a miracle. Millions of sperm cells. Could have been any one of them, but it was you. God picked you for such a time as this. God picked you to be alive during a pandemic. God picked you to be sitting in Livingstone's church. God picked you to be watching online right now. God picked you. He's asking, will you stretch? Because I made you to win. I made you to overcome. I made you to be something greater. I made you to be something bigger. Will you trust me? Don't worry about what the world says. They don't know the plans that I have for you. I know what I have for you. Will you stretch? Stretch, come on. Stretch. I wonder, I wonder if Jesus' heart was grieved when Nicodemus didn't come with him. When Nicodemus asked, what does it mean to be born again? Do I have to go into my mother's womb? I don't understand this logic that you're teaching people. He says, no, you've got to let go of your earthly possessions. You've got to let go of your earthly mind. You've got to let go of all those things and follow me. Some of us were like, but I have to give up so much. I don't know if I can follow him. When it comes to eternity, what you think you're giving up is so very little. I'm not trying to be mean. Oh, but I have this great career. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be hurtful. You're going to be in eternity with Jesus. 
He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's my prayer for you. My fear for myself is that he might show me a video that says, this is what would have happened if you had stretched in this place. This is what would have happened if you had stretched your faith in that place. This is what would have happened. I've seen so many people get miraculously healed that it has almost become normal, which is scary, right? It's kind of like what I talked about earlier. You don't want it to just be something religious that you just believe and you see it and it happens and becomes normal, right? But I remember the first time. Listen, don't feel bad for me for this. I've told this story before and I usually get emotional about it. I don't judge myself for this anymore, but I still wonder because I remember walking through a Big Lots one day. And as I was walking through a Big Lots, I saw this little girl and she had uh, like those crutches, but they, they link onto your arms because your feet are too weak and they can't hold themselves up. So she's using those crutches to walk. And as I walked by that little girl, I heard the voice of the Lord in my head that said, if you pray for her, I'll heal her right now. And I'm sitting in the middle of that store and I'm going, no, like I can't do that, God, because what if it doesn't happen? What if her mom thinks I'm just a weirdo that's trying to touch her daughter or something? Like, what if, what, I can't do that, God. I can't do that. I remember going through the checkout line and thinking about that girl sitting in that aisle back in the store and got into the car and I just started crying. And I'm sitting in my car and my wife, my beautiful wife, she says, Justin, what's wrong? I said, I heard God tell me if I pray for that little girl that he'd heal her right now and I can't do it. I can't do it. In that moment, even though somebody else could have prayed for her and she'll get healed, and even though God may have a different purpose for all of that, even though the whole thing might have been just for me, so that it would be something I'd hold on to every time that I hear God and don't go, God, I don't want to do it this time. Because I want to see the fullness of what God can do. I don't want to see a miracle just so I can go, hey, look, I did a miracle. Yay, look at me. It's not about me. It's about God loving that little girl. It's about God loving you. It's about God loving this city. He loves this city. It has nothing to do with anybody's ego or any, anything else. He loves his people. And he's called me and he's called you to build his church in French Valley. To build his church wherever you're watching this from. He's called each of us. And the next time he whispers to any of us, I pray that we go, okay, God, do it. And when they go, oh my gosh, how did you do that? Listen, it's not me, it's him. He loves you. He spoke to me and told me that he wanted to do that. And that's why I prayed for you. But my prayer is not the power. The power is Jesus. He loves you and He healed you. Amen? It's going to take a stretch, church. It's going to take a stretch. But if God told you, He'll hold you through it. He'll be your anchor in the storm. He'll walk through it with you. Drew, if you're watching, I love you, man. I love you. I'm sorry. And I love you.
If you're here this morning, you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. And it might be a stretch to do that. You're like, I don't know about all this. This is, It hit me emotionally, but it's a little weird, and I just don't know what to do with it. If that's you this morning, whether you're watching online or you're here in person, I just believe that God has a call on your life and that he wants more for you. And that if you'll stretch your faith and trust him with your life, you'll see so much more to your life than you could have imagined. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you that opportunity to stretch your hand out and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. That's me. I don't, I don't need another religion. I don't need another thing to do on the weekends. I, I really want God. I really want to know Him. I want to know His heart. And I want to know who He is in my life. I want to know my life's purpose through Him. If that's you this morning, raise your hand real high for me. Nobody's looking around at you. You're just going, hey, that's, that's me. I want that. There you go, bro. I see you. I see you. God sees you. There's bigger things happening right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Something's being unleashed. Something's being redefined. A redefinition is happening right now. A rewrite. A rewrite. This story was being written by circumstance. This story was being written by tragedy. This story was being written by fear. And God says, no! Done. It's a rewrite. Throw it out. We're writing a new chapter right now. If that's you, you're going, I want that. I need a rewrite. I need a rewrite. I want to rip out the old pages. It's his blood that washes out of our, our sin. It, it washes out those old pages, makes them white as snow. You are not defined by your past. You are defined by your Father in heaven who loves you, who created you for a purpose, who picked you as one in a million be that walking miracle. If you're watching online or, or you raise your hand in here, I want you to pray something like this. Just say, Jesus, thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for, for dying for me on the cross and thank you for raising from the dead and proving that you are God so that I can be with you in heaven for eternity. I thank you for the new covenant, that new promise, that, that your blood promise, that I will be in heaven with you. Father, please forgive me for my sin and help me to be more like you every single day. I give my life to you from this minute forward. And I, I make a vow and a promise that when I screw up, I'm going to come straight to you. I will not sit in shame. I will not sit in fear. I'm going to come straight back to you because I know that you can get me out of it and you can get me through it. So God, I give you my whole life today. I'm not holding anything back. You can have all the junk ready to come out and float with you, God. I'm ready to stretch my faith. Thank you, Jesus, for today, for this moment, for the moments to come. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout in this place.
up, Lord. Be lifted up, Lord. You're worth celebrating this morning. Come on. Celebrate what the Lord has done. He is good. He does good. He loves you. And you are coming through this. You'll find him on the other side. On the other side of that stretch. He'll be right there. He'll be right there. And immediately the blood stopped to flow. And immediately the miracle happened. And immediately God met you right where you are. And immediately right on the other side of your stretch. Right on the other side of your obedience. just like her you'll hit your knees God you healed me you touched my life and you changed me I'm here to serve you every day of my life every day of my life every day of my life the son of man did not come to be served but he came to serve God, I ask you, how can I be of service? How can I serve your kingdom? How can I serve you, Lord? And then just say yes to whatever's next. That's it. Just say yes to whatever's next. Okay, God, let's do it. Okay. It's going to be a stretch going to probably hurt. You're probably going to be sore. Your faith muscle is going to be sore. Never stretched it before. Never pushed it that far before. Are you ready? Are we ready, church? Come on. It's a new beginning right here, right now. A new norm. I'm super excited to have James Franz here next week. He's going to be awesome. He started Champion Church out in Nashville. I'm super pumped. He's going to be incredible. He's going to bring an amazing word. Invite your friends to come and see them. Post it. We're going to post some stuff on our social media. Share it. Say, hey, come to church. Come see this guy. It's going to be awesome. Okay? It's going to be an epic week. I can't wait. For those of you that would like to serve and be a part of our kids' ministry, my beautiful bride has some amazing vision for what's coming next for our kids' ministry. So come hang out at our house. I won't, will or will not entice you with some Chipotle. We did order Chipotle. So come over, come over to our house, um, have some lunch with us, hear the vision of what we're going to do in kids' ministry. It's going to a new level. I can't wait. Bigger things. Are you ready? Amen. We love you. Have a great week. We lifted up. We lifted up.